Whew, boy, Jenkses, this was a. Uh, it's been uh, it's been quite the week. It's been it's been a doozy. So uh, it's me, just me today. So let's get into it. That's right, it's Janky Town, episode 126. It's me, Dave, and uh, you could reach the Janky Town podcast on Instagram at JankyTown69, Twitter at JankyTown69, Facebook at JankyTown, and you could also call the Jank Line, 855-Janky69. That's where you call, you leave us a message, and we play them back. Um, and yes, please call because uh, I do like to hear from you and enjoy playing your messages back for you and answering any question you may have or responding to a comment. So I enjoy that as well. But you could also email us at jankytown69 at gmail.com. Now, it's been an emotional week. Or actually, I would say last weekend was an emotional weekend. Because it was the L.A. Marathon. <laughs> and uh, the L.A. Marathon, normally not known for, for emotions, right? Like, uh, normally I don't ever care about the marathon. Um, I've been in L.A. my whole life. I lived here. And you know how many times I've seen the marathon? Uh, twice. Once on TV. Actually, no, I take that back. Three times. Once on TV. And once when uh, my buddy ran it and when uh, Ralph Garman used to complain about all his streets uh, uh, getting closed down because of the marathon, I would watch on TV to see if I could see Ralph out there chasing the runners away from his neighborhood. But this time was a little different. This time, uh, my girlfriend decided that she wanted to run the marathon. What was she thinking? I do not know. But um, it was uh, it was quite impressive of her to take on such a big, uh, big challenge for herself. It was her birthday that the marathon happened to land on. And it's uh, it's it's no small, small task to to do the marathon, let alone train for the marathon. I mean, she trained for a good three to four months. The training is not easy. You know, first you have this whole plan where you start off by running a couple of miles a week. You know, you got two miles here, three miles there, five miles. And then the next thing you know, you're running seven miles, 10 miles, 15 miles. And you get up to 20 miles, 20 fucking miles before you say, okay, I'm ready for it. But it's just, it's more than just running. It's recovery, your footwear. It's everything that that happens because on long distance running, it takes such a toll on your body. You know how many times I had to uh, get ice baths ready for her when she would do long distance run and then she'll call me and be like, I'm ready. Here is my fat ass just sitting on the couch and and uh, she would give me a call and and say I'm coming home and then I have to get the the bats ready and I would complain about going to uh, going to the market and getting ice for her and then setting up the bath and doing all that and yeah she's running 20 miles and I'm bitching about carrying nine pounds of ice from the car to the bathtub yeah what was I thinking but the marathon it's it's wild there are thousands of people running the marathon and yet there's only like 15 16 uh, men and women who are actually competing right let me take you 
through the marathon and why it was emotional for me at least so we have to drop off the runners you know i i dropped off krista at four no five five a.m because this race starts at seven and you know driving to dodger stadium it's insane how many people it's like a dodger game you know, you're just sitting there in traffic. There's one way in because the race comes through the other way. So there's only one way in and there's so much traffic. Now, luckily for once in my life, we were early and I still, we were pushing, you know, the, 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 the where we were up against the clock to drop her off so she could have enough time to stretch, warm up and do all that. So it was wild just dropping her off and then realizing after the the next time I see her, she's gonna be on the course running, and she's gonna be running twenty six point two miles. Man, I, I gotta tell you, um, I I didn't know what to expect. I thought, okay, you know, I I thought about her when she was training. She was running uh, twenty miles, right? And you know, I thought nothing of it. I was like, okay, she's just running, running, running. But when I drove to mile six after dropping her off and that was in uh echo park you know i'm driving there and i uh park the car walk over to the 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 race course and it's really early in mile six there's no one there there's just it's just a couple of people and and, you know i got there before the runners actually passed so i'm just setting up and it's me and my dog Rhonda, just (laughs) chilling having a, a just morning stroll and then all of a sudden you hear the cars coming and the motorcycles of the escorts because the competition runners are passing by. And man, are they running fast. They are moving. So I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, she should be coming in another 20 to 30 minutes because, yeah, there she started way after them. So here I am uh, scrolling through Instagram. And I see that uh, Diplo, one of my favorite DJs, Diplo, is running the marathon too. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him. There's no way I'm going to see him, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him. So all of a sudden, all these packs of runners start coming. They start walking by, and then it gets a little louder. You start hearing people with the bells and the horns and, and cheering them on. And... There you go, it, it, the group running, and I started to get into it. I started to be like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun, so let's just cheer on all the runners that are passing by. You know, everyone has signs for their friends and stuff, and it's really cool. It's really it's really cool to see, you know, and, and there's uh, water stations, medical tents, everything right there at mile six. So they're running by, running by, and then uh, I see another one of my friends, he sees me actually, comes, runs up to me, gives me a big high five, and goes on his way. I'm just watching pack by pack go by. And who do I see? Not Krista, but Diplo. <laughs> I saw Diplo running right by me. And I don't know why, but I'm just like, yeah, let's go, Diplo. He looks at me and just like, okay, thanks, man. And he just keeps keeps walking or uh, running down. But that was about a 10K. So that, that was cool to see see Diplo in action running down, uh, running the marathon. So that, that's pretty cool. But then about 15 minutes goes by from that point, and here comes Krista, just chugging along, you know, running along, and I don't know why, I don't know what was it, I'm screaming like, let's go, let's go, and it was cool because as she has a big smile on her face because she's taking on this big event, and she's running by, It's, it's already like six miles in. So that's already longer than I would run. So <laughs> proud, of her, proud of her for that. But six miles in and she runs right past me. You know, I have my sign. She runs right past me and I, I scream, happy birthday, Krista. And I think I heard it, but she she confirmed it that as soon as I said that there was a group of people around her, you know, running in her pack and they start singing happy birthday to her which I thought was really cool. So happy birthday, Krista. Everyone's singing, and then they all continue running. So now that she passed, I got to hurry up and meet up with some friends at the next stop that I'm going to try to catch her on. 
now I'm moving to mile 13 where I meet up with some friends and now I have friends with me in the car and we're all there to to cheer her on. And this is right at Hollywood. This is right at the Laugh Factory. And it's mile 13, which is halfway through. So you see all these runners and you're cheering them on. And here comes Krista. And we could see her because she shared her location with all her friends. Um, and we know exactly where she's from, which was pretty cool. So she's walking by. She's walking by. She's running by. And this time, this is where I get I start to get emotional because I see it in her face that she's struggling. She's struggling to do 13 miles and, and it's only halfway through. And then when she sees us cheering for her, her face just lights up and she passes by and, you know, she runs with with uh, past us while telling us this is so hard. And it like almost broke me like like I started like you could do it cheering her on. And then one of our friends happens to just take off and run with her, which was so amazing because to give her that little extra boost of, you know, she could do it. So here I am, like I'm starting to tear up because I was like, oh, my God, she's I don't want her to quit. I want her to finish this for herself. And, you know, I want her to do it, complete something that she started and she trained so hard for. So she's gone. And now my goal is to meet her again around mile 20 and 24. So this is where we have other friends staying up. Let me tell you, Ralph was right about something. Getting around during the marathon is a pain in the ass. You have to go all the way around the course and hit the freeways and go all around the freeways. There's no direct location. There's no direct routes to where you want to go. So about 40 minutes later, you know, because this is like, you know, hour after hour. So about 40 minutes later, I'm trying to get to like essentially Westwood where it's mile 20 and 24. And my family was there at mile 20 where I missed her because I was stuck in traffic. But, you know, they sent me a video and she's still doing great. She's hustling. She's struggling. But she's she's hustling. She's doing it. And then one of our other friends just happened to meet up with her, catch her, and run with her for a couple of miles just to keep her going. At this point, I I pull up around mile 24, and it starts to pour. It starts to rain. So I'm out there with our friends. We have signs. We're getting wet. Our Rhonda's miserable. She's just wet, and we're, I'm holding her. She doesn't like all the screaming. Um, and Krista runs by again, which is like mile 24. She's almost done. So there I am. We, we are cheering her, all of us. You see the smile on her face and it just brings joy to my heart. And we're like, you could do it. She knows she's almost done. She's hanging in there. She sees that, you know, she knows the finish line is close. So she pushes even harder and, we just see her running by and everyone's cheering them on, cheering all runners on, by the way. We get to her. She completes the marathon in fucking six hours, just over six hours. Can you imagine running for six hours? That is just something that I don't think I would ever want to do nor ever attempt to do. But she did it. She did it. She uh, got her medal when I finally got to her at the mall. Uh, it was it was quite emotional. She completed her 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 challenge. Uh, and the first thing she said to me is, I hate this. I never want to run again. <laughs> and I don't blame her. Yeah. Lots of hugs, lots of tears. Uh, so congratulations, Krista. Um, but one thing that that. um I will uh, will say about everyone who runs the marathon, whether it was in four hours, which is insane, or eight to nine hours, which it it happens. Some people just walk the marathon, and congratulations to anyone who who runs the marathon. It is so much to do. It is such a long day. I was exhausted just running around trying to find her. Like that was tiring, and I'm in a car. I can't imagine what her knees felt like and what her body feels like for the next two days. I will say this. I've lived on the marathon route for the past 
you know, maybe four or five years. And not once did I ever go out to the to the the route to cheer on the runners. I always thought, eh, I'm just going to stay home, watch TV, do my thing. I am such a dick. I am such an asshole because when you're cheering for complete strangers and you see their face and the smile they get and the encouragement they get, the high fives, the fist bumps, the you call someone out if they're wearing a costume or something on their shirt and they, they know you're, you're rooting for them and just cheering them on, they the joy in their face brings so much joy to me. So I will say this. From now on, every year, I'm never going to run the marathon, but I will be there to uh, cheer you on. And I'll have a sign that says, Go Runners. And I'll tell you this, Jenks, if you're ever going to run a marathon, especially the Alley Marathon, you let me know. You let me know because I will be there. I will be there cheering you on. I will be tracking you so I know where I'm at. I'll probably post up around mile 13, which is like uh, uphill. So it's very tough. And I want to make sure I'm cheering you on so you can finish that damn marathon and accomplish your mission. I will be there every year from now on cheering you on when you run that marathon. So congratulations, all the runners of the marathon, all 22,000 of you that they say ran the marathon. That's insane. Now, I also did something uh, this past week, which uh, I've been looking forward to a long time. It was to go see John Wick 4. I don't know if you guys have seen the John Wick series. They are some of the best movies, like some one of the best franchise out there. So I went to go see it on a Thursday night screening, which I normally don't do. But, you know, I, I had to see it. Don't, don't want to be don't want to don't want anything to get spoiled. Just want to see it as fast as I can. This is going to sound weird, but here's my review for John Wick 4. Is there ever too much of a good thing? Because John Wick 4, as good as a movie as it was did not need to be two hours and 47 minutes. Not even a little bit. It could have been a good two-hour movie. Like, some of the fighting stuff, like, that, that's why you go see John Wick, right? He has all these crazy fights and gun battles and crazy deaths and stuff. But at one point, I think one fight scene lasted a good 40 minutes. And at that time, you're seeing the same thing over and over and over again. So even though I enjoyed the movie, I thought a lot of it was redundant. I thought there was too much fighting. It, It almost felt like a video game where he is going through level through level, fighting the level boss and then moving up and advancing through throughout the game until he's at the final boss. And then it's the end of the movie. But John Wick 4, I give it a good 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I did enjoy it. Just way too long and way too repetitive. But I'm looking forward to John Wick 5. What does that say? Jenks says, I care about what happens to you guys. So when I came across this, I think I had to share it. It's a new phone scam that's out there. The scam is where someone calls you and says, don't hang up, go by yourself. They tell you they have a family member and they are going to kill them over the phone. But it's more elaborate than that. Normally, I would be like, I don't buy this. But this actually happened to a friend of mine. And I'm going to let her tell you the story. Check this out. I need to tell everyone about a really bad scam that I experienced today. I don't know if you... Hi. Um, so if you haven't watched Beth's um, video that I stitched, um, please go and watch that whole thing. Um, because it totally saved me. And just because that happened to me this morning. Um... I, sorry, I'm still a little 
uh, shaky and frazzled. Um, I got a call this morning from my sister. Looked like my sister's number, my sister's photo, everything. I answered it and I hear crying and I say, are you okay? And there's a man and he goes, hey, like, can you step out or whatever so she can talk to you? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he goes, can you make sure you're by yourself and step away? I go, I am. And then he goes, I need you to be by yourself so that you don't call the cops, don't call anyone, or I'm going to kill her. And I literally, like, I don't know how, but I immediately remembered that video and hung up right away. I called my sister and I heard her laughing and I'm like, hey, like, this is serious. Like, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, why? And I told her what happened and like, you know, you hear crying in the background and you think it's so real. And, you know, I just, sorry, I'm like so frazzled still. Um, I, I'm just so thankful that mm. Beth made that video because otherwise I probably would have listened. I mean, Beth gave money. Like, I, I don't know what I would have done. I am still like in shock of what happened. And I'm so, so grateful for this app that I saw that, that she's okay, like all of the things. Um, but I just wanted everyone to see it and, 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 mm. and see Beth's story, this story. I want to make sure everyone knows that there is this terrible, terrible scam going around and it's so disgusting. I mean, poor Beth, like she had it really bad and the guy was yelling at her and I didn't even get that far. I just I immediately instinct kicked in I remembered this TikTok from like I don't know a month ago and just hung up and I um I just wanted to to share that so that everyone you know um could see this I don't know and so that they know what to do if it happens to them and hopefully it doesn't but um I'm just so grateful that she shared that story and that I knew what to do um but my sister's okay I'm okay, I guess, in theory. I mean, I'm I'm literally still shaking from today. Um, but yeah, so anyways. <sighs> I don't know how they do that, how they spoof numbers, how they, I mean, this is wild um, that people just do this. Um, so um, anyways, that is all. And I just wanted to share that and I wish everyone well. Well, I hope that helped, Jenks. I hope that helped you a little bit and just kind of give you an idea of what this scam is and just always check on your loved ones if that is the case. Don't don't freak out like like she did. I mean, she didn't freak out. She handled it perfectly because she heard about the scam. So I think I want to spread the word. And if you, this scam ever happens to you, just now you know what to do. All right. When you're cleaning your house, do you clean your dishwasher? When I was uh, over at my friend's house the other day, I saw him just cleaning the filter. And I was like, what are you doing? And he mentioned that he hasn't ever cleaned the dishwasher since he moved into his house, which has been like two years. And when he took it out, it was disgusting. He had to let it soak and it was foul. But it's crazy because I never thought about that. But then I came across this study where 10% of Americans don't clean their dishwashers. According to a survey of 2,000 Americans, 10% have never cleaned their dishwasher or washing machine. On average, it takes two hours to lightly clean the home, the five hours to do a deep clean, which includes dusting large appliances and washing windows. 30%, no, 32% of Americans miss under the stove, but 86% often clean their showers. 21% don't know how to clean their air conditioners. Which is crazy because when you when you own a home, no one ever tells you that. It took me a good eight months before someone told me about like, have I checked my air filters? And you know what? They're pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, now I change those every six months. Did you know you have to clear out your dryer? Like, so it doesn't catch on fire from the lint? Yeah, there's things to not just like clean your lint trap, but like deep clean the lint trap. So... You don't you don't want it to catch fire. And then when you're wa when you're a washing machine, I remember when I bought it, the guy said, all right, just here's what you need to do. It's really simple. And when I did it the first time, 
I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. I don't have to do it very often. And then when I did it the second time after letting it go for a little while, all the black, nasty water that's coming out is disgusting. And that from my clothes? Is that water getting recycled and washing my clothes? Are my clothes not getting clean because it has that nasty-ass water in there? Clean your washing machine. Clean your dishwashers. Clean your stoves. Clean your vents. And then maybe get a get an air purifier. That might help too. There you go, Jank says. Have a clean home. I came across this other study that I wish I would have came across. Maybe let's see. I got fired like three years ago, so maybe I would have. Maybe I wish I would have came across this study four years ago. And the study says, "Don't be loyal at work." A new study has revealed that being a devoted employee will leave you with more work and unpaid overtime. Duke University researchers conducted experiments with 1,400 managers, including reading about fictional employees. When an employee was described as loyal, managers were more likely to try to recruit that person for unpaid work. Matthew Stanley described a vicious cycle. Loyal workers tend to get picked out for exploitations. And then when they do something that's exploitative, they end up getting a boost in their reputation as a loyal worker. So Jank says, just be careful what you're doing. You know, make sure you're getting paid for everything, all the work you're doing. Man, when I see stories like this, this is where I wish uh, Beer Mug was here. Because I would love to get his take. Here's the headline. Kanye likes Jews again. (laughs) All right. Well, following Kanye West's anti-Semitic rants, the rapper has revealed that now he likes Jewish people again, thanks to actor Jonah Hill. On Friday night, Kanye uploaded a post to his Instagram sharing a promo video from the 2012 remake of 21 Jump Street. He captioned the post, Watching Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. No one should take anger against one or two individuals and transform that into hatred towards millions of innocent people. No Christian can be labeled anti-Semite knowing Jesus is a Jew. Thank you, Jonah Hill. I love you. What? I mean, listen, 21 Jump Street made me like Jonah Hill again, so maybe he's onto something, right? I, I don't know, but my name is Yef. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. All right, here's something I never thought I would talk about. And... Yeah, sure. Clippers are fighting for playoff their their playoff lives. The Lakers are on the rise. They're doing pretty good since the trade deadline and doing their playoff push. Dodgers are about to start, so go Dodgers. But did you think I, me Dave, would be talking about soccer on the Janky Town podcast? That's right, football, the world's game. You think I'd be talking about the Galaxy or LAFC? Nope. I want to talk about Angel City FC. The LA team on the National Women's Soccer League. (laughs) That's right. The National Women's Soccer League has a team in Los Angeles. And it's called Angel City FC. And their home opener was this past weekend. And I got to tell you, it looked pretty cool. I mean... They play where LAFC plays, and LAFC has a crazy fan group, and it looks fun. And and the games are fun when you go to them. But Angel City FC just has a just as crazy fan base, and it's pretty cool because it's a, their colors are like black and pink, and they have the flags and the horns and everything going off. But this past weekend, I want to talk about something that that the, one of the players did, and that player is Alyssa Thompson. Who's Alyssa Thompson? I don't really know. But here's what I know. It's her first game in the major leagues. And she scores a goal, which is pretty cool. She's not the first person to do that, right? Where it's her first game, it's her first goal, and she's the she scores the only goal for the team. They happen to lose. But check this out. Alyssa Thompson did all this, and she's still in high school. She still has to go to class. Every Monday through Friday. 
And then instead of going to six period soccer, nope, she has to drive down to LA and go practice with the professional team. Isn't that nuts? I mean, six like you're, what do you, what do you tell your your soccer team? Yeah, you guys suck because I'm in the pros. That is wild. Alyssa Thompson, 18 years old, professional soccer player, student by day, soccer player by night and late afternoons on weekends. That's crazy. And I am now an Angel City FC fan because of that. I was going to record a podcast, but then I got high. I was going to get a co-host to join me, but then I got high. People listen to this podcast and I don't know why, why, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. You remember that guy, that rapper Afro Man? (laughs) Well, he's back in the news today because police are suing rapper Afro Man for humiliation and loss of reputation after he used footage of a home raid to make new music, and videos. Ohio-based rap artist Joseph Edgar Foreman, better known as Afroman, is being sued by seven officers with the Adams County Sheriff's Office for using footage of their 2022 search on his home to make and promote new music. The officers accused Foreman's use of their images and likeness as a malicious act that tarnished their reputation and humiliated them. The lawsuit stems from a search of Foreman's home on August 21st, 2022, which was conducted with a lawfully issued search warrant, according to a March 13th complaint. A photo of the warrant shared by the local Fox affiliate but has not been identified, independently verified by CBS News shows that the search was for evidence of marijuana and drug, parapher- drug paraphernalia related to drug possession and trafficking as well as kidnapping. Well, that sounds pretty serious. Foreman, known for his song Because I Got High, was not at his home during the search, but his wife was present and recorded parts of the search on her phone. Her house also had several security cameras that recorded the search. Following the raid, the seven members of law enforcement officers involved, deputies Sean Cooley, Justin Cooley, uh, Sean Grooms, and Lisa Phillips, as well as Sergeants Michael Estep and Randolph Walters Jr. and Detective Sergeant Brian Newland say that Foreman used those video recordings to make music and music videos about the search. There were dozens of videos and images across numerous social media platforms, they said, that clearly portrayed their image and likeness. They are suing him for the unauthorized use of individuals' persona, invasion of privacy by misappropriation and invasion of privacy by false light publicly, among other things. The officers have demanded a trial by jury. Boy, those were a lot of words that I don't know what what they meant. (laughs) But videos posted by Foreman show police breaking down his door as they entered the home wielding weapons. He since has posted several videos showing the officers' movement through his home. One of those clips seemingly became the source of inspiration for his new song, Lemon Pound Cake, and was heavily used in the official music video. In the clip, officers can be seen walking through his kitchen, and one of the officers is seen looking several times at a pound cake being kept on a cake stand on the counter. The officer quickly became referenced as Officer Pound Cake by Foreman on social media, a nickname that Foreman also started using on merchandise. The other officers involved were also singled out in post by Foreman. Defendants' actions are willful, wanton, wanton, malicious, and done with conscience or reckless discard for the rights of the plaintiffs, the complaint said, adding that he was not authorized to use their personas for commercial purposes. The officers also claimed that the post led them to being subject to ridicule and that it made it more difficult and even more dangerous for them to do their jobs, saying that they have since received death threats. Come on. No one's making death threats to these cops for raiding Afro Man's house. <laughs> Plaintiffs have suffered damages, including all profits derived from and, and attributable to defendants under his use of the plaintiff's personas and have suffered humiliation, ridicule, mental distress, embarrassment, and loss of reputation, the, com- the complaint says. 
Uh, Foreman has posted about the lawsuit on Instagram saying that the search itself was based on a false warrant that puts the Adam County Sheriff in a position to attempt to kill me. Yikes. He also accused officers involved with stealing his money, saying that they were doing so, took away their right of privacy. My video footage is my property. I am a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen who was violated by criminals, camouflaged by law enforcement. He added in a statement from his lawyer that reads, We are waiting for public records requested from Adams County that we have still not received. We are planning a countersuit for the unlawful raid, money being stolen, and the undeniable damage that had on my client's family, career, and property, and the pound cake. (laughs) All right, maybe not that last part. But you know what? I think he should give these cops a... a little something something because the video is damn funny if you go check it out and the song isn't bad so he kind of they kind of gave him inspiration and could Afroman have another hit on his hand because of the cops raid maybe maybe not what do you think check out the song The Adams County Sheriff kicked down my door. Then I heard the glass break. They found no kidnapping victims, just some lemon pound cake. Mama's lemon pound cake. It tastes so nice. It made the sheriff wanna put down his gun. Cut him a slice Of what? Of what? Lemon pound cake He wanna put down his glide Lemon pound cake Trending on TikTok Lemon pound cake He's a family guy Lemon pound cake the munchies because he got high Lemon pound cake Pound cake He's a Adams County Sheriff He's hungry and he's big as hell He was sniffing for weed Then he smelled another smell What was that? Mama's lemon pound cake It tastes so nice It made the sheriff wanna put down his gun Cut him a slice Of what? Of what? Lemon pound cake He wanna put down his glide Lemon pound cake Trending on TikTok Lemon pound cake He's a family guy Lemon pound cake the munchies because he got high Lemon pound cake Pound cake Are you ready for a new Janky Town segment called Salacious Celebrity Scoop? Here we go. It's your salacious celebrity scoop. Lauren Moraski dishes out this week's tabloid news. The tabloids are out, and here's what you need to know. Taylor Swift recently kicked off her tour, and an insider told People magazine that things are going great and that she and Bo Joe Alwyn are going strong even though she's busy on the road. Joe will travel with her as much as he can. In other romance news, the same magazine says Kate Bosworth just can't wait to marry Justin Long. An insider says Kate has this amazing energy around Justin and she is just beaming. How nice. On the flip side, though, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are reportedly on a break and stalled wedding planning to work on their issues. No. A source tells this week's issue their relationship is pretty volatile at the moment. They're currently off but still texting each other. Please don't. And finally, Star Magazine recently claimed that Gwen Stefani is jealous of Blake Shelton's supposed flirty friendship with Kelly Clarkson. (gasps) Apparently, they talk about everything, and Gwen is not thrilled with it. We're suspect. That's your salacious celebrity scoop. We'll catch you next week after we dig through the tabloid trash. Wow. Gwen, you have nothing to be worried about. That was the salacious celebrity scoop. I came across this story, and when people do these weird-ass challenges, I think they're idiots. They don't, they don't, like, don't they have something better to do? Like, I'm going to go to, like, that one guy. I'm going to go to Disneyland for 740 days straight, or 1,000 days straight, or whatever. That That's dumb. Don't do that. But what this Disney fan did, 
I wish I had the time and money to do it. A Disney fan visits all 12 parks in 12 days. Disney fan Nathan Firesheets, probably not a real name, went on every ride in all 12 Disney theme parks in just 12 days. Firesheets took on the Superfan Challenge and traveled the globe from Paris to Tokyo to complete his mission of going on 216 operating rides. Firesheets started the Disney Global Ride Challenge in Paris on March 8th, then made his way to Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, California, and finally Florida. A a a celebratory video shows him riding the very last ride in his challenge, the Astro Orbiter, which sucks. Don't, oh, goddamn, that ride's boring. During a fireworks show, while he didn't share the total cost, he did post plenty of food reviews. Now, see, this is... This is one challenge I could get behind. I mean, I can't even get on every single ride in California Adventure or Disneyland in one day, let alone 12 parks in 12 days. How? That's a lot of fast passes. Would you eat this? Would you eat a 3D printed dessert? Are 3D printed desserts the future of food? Columbia University scientists have created cheesecake with a laser and edible food inks, including graham crackers, peanut butter, Nutella, banana puree, strawberry jam, cherry drizzle, and frosting. Multi-tiered structures could help people customize the taste and nutritional value of their food, meaning 3D food could be highly customized. Additionally, less human handling could lower risk of foodborne illnesses and disease transmission. Now, I mean, yeah, I would eat it. Not the cheesecake. I would ask them to make something that might taste good. But think about it. You could take out all the fat, right? That's just all the dessert you want and none of the calories. Sign me up. All right. Here's some uh, ballsy news reports. <laughs> Sorry, that cracked me up. Here's the headline. Threesome turns violent after woman mocks couple's genitals. A couple ended up in handcuffs and not... The <laughs> And not the fuzzy kind after inviting a disrespectful woman over for a threesome, according to police. According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Does anyone know where that's at? Yeah, Florida. <laughs> Officers received a complaint on March 6th from a woman named Della Draper. A woman named Della Draper, who claimed to have been beaten by a couple after she accepted an... It okay, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at her getting beaten. But after she accepted an invitation to join them at their house for a sexual threesome. Citing arrest records, the smoking gun reports that Steven Lopez met Draper while working as a taxi driver. Lopez said he was in an open relationship with Angela Vasquez and invited Draper over to have sex with them. During sex, Vasquez claimed that Draper became very disrespectful toward the couple and told police she told Steven he had a little dick and his wife had a stinky pussy. <laughs> Draper complained to the police that Vasquez tried to dominate her sexually inside the house. Okay, that's not funny. The couple then asked Draper to leave the house, but she, re but she retreated to the couch and refused to move. Both Lopez and Vasquez told police. Draper said Lopez then grabbed her by her hair and threw her up against the wall, and, and the couple both threw her outside. Draper claimed Vasquez then repeatedly punched her. Ew, come on, man. Ugh. However, in Lopez and Vasquez's version of events, Draper got into the car and then reversed toward the door of the home where the couple was standing. Striking Vasquez on the leg, Lopez then picked up a cinder block and threw it through the back window of the vehicle, he told police. Draper then returned to the house and tried to punch Vasquez but missed. And Vasquez says she returned the blow, knocking Draper to the ground and telling her to leave the property. She then reported left the residence in the car but parked down the street and Lopez went running after her but she left before he reached her vehicle. Lopez was charged with a felony for throwing a deadly missile. Wow, that's a good charge. Uh, Vasquez was charged with battery. Draper was not arrested for the incident, but two days later, she was arrested for hitting a man in the face with a glass vase filled with gravels and rocks. Florida. Yep, Florida. Uh, according to the smoking gun, the 31-year-old victim was identified by police as the father of her children. 
Oh my god, this story just gets better. Uh, police have also said she was out on bond for another crime a year earlier in which she resisted arrest after being pulled over. In July of 2022, she was the passenger in an SUV driver by a 39-year-old female friend. When the pair was pulled over, Draper allegedly tried to toss an open bottle of tequila when police found drug paraphernalia beneath her seat. She fought the arresting officers. She was charged with battery to police officer, resisting arrest, possession of drug paraphernalia, and tampering with evidence. According to court records, the arresting officers reported that Draper and her friend were being driven to the Key West jail. They began engaging in romantic acts in the back of a squad car? Wow. The officers stopped the car and moved Draper's handcuffs so her hands were behind her back, at which point she pulled her bathing suit to one side and asked, do you want to see my asshole? Jank says this. She might be the best person ever in Florida. Come on. So don't invite, don't invite Dalla Draper over for a threesome. <laughs> she will mock you and then beat you up, allegedly. Uh, this story. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. Th these are some ballsy stories. Uh, this story comes out of Nigeria, where a 33-year-old woman is in custody of Nigeria's Ogun State Police Command for allegedly squeezing the testicles of her landlord to death during a disagreement over an electricity bill. According to the news agency of Nigeria, Ifoma Osai was arrested by the police on Saturday, March 11th, following the tragic death of her 50-year-old landlord. Uh, in a statement to confirm the incident, the police spokesman in the state of SP, Abedola Oyemi, said the suspect was arrested following a report lodged at Sangoa Ota Divisional Headquarters by one Olei Taiwa. The police boss explained that the complaint reported that his brother had a disagreement with his tenant over the payment of an electricity bill. To confirm the incident, the police spokesperson in the state said the suspect was arrested following a report lodged. He added that during the disagreement, Osai grabbed the private part of the deceased and dragged him with it. Oh, that hurts. The landlord fell to the ground unconscious and was rushed to the hospital where the doctor on duty pronounced him dead. Upon the report, the police officer led his detectives to the scene where the suspect was promptly arrested and taken to custody for investigation. On interrogation, the suspect claimed that the deceased asked her to pay for her electricity bill, but she insisted that until water was directly connected to her apartment as promised by the landlord, before she packed, she packed in, she would not pay the electricity or any utility bill. The police has ordered the immediate transfer of the suspect to the homicide section of the state criminal investigation. But she insisted that until the water was directly connected to her apartment as promised by the landlord, she would not be paying any electricity or she would not be paying the electricity or any other utility bill. Wow. Wait, how do you die from your balls getting grabbed and you dragging? Oh, my God. Boy, those were some ballsy stories. Now, here's another crazy story that I came across. Imagine driving down the freeway and a car just breaks down next to you. Eh, that, no problem, right? Except at this point, a tire falls off, goes under your car, and you, and it flings you into the air. Because you run over it and it flings you into the air and you crash. Here's the report. Caught on camera, terrifying moments on the 118 freeway when a car violently flips over. Check this out. Keep your eye on the white truck in the middle of your screen. Its left front tire comes loose suddenly, shoots across a lane, rolls underneath the black Kia Soul, and that sends it flying into the air, as you just saw, landing on its roof and rolling onto its wheels. That loose tire still rolling down the freeway hits the back of the Kia and then you know, take another like it's just it's crazy, like a stunt that was set up for a movie. This happened Thursday on the 118 freeway near the DeSoto exit in Chatsworth. Dash cam footage captured all of this. I spoke to CHP earlier. They said amazingly the driver of that small car suffered only minor injuries and no arrests were made. They also mentioned and they're going to release more information on this tomorrow. 
I hope you guys have seen this video because it is wild and nothing happened to the driver. She even refused ambulance services to go to the hospital. That is crazy. So listen, they always say you got to be aware on the freeway. Maybe this is why. Watch out for those wild tires, those stray tires coming right at you and flipping you over. And last week, comedian Ralph and I uh, talked about KFC bringing back the double down. Now, what you don't know, Jank says, is that immediately after we stopped recording, Ralph and I went to KFC and got the double down. Now, I we recorded a video of it that I'm putting on the Patreon page because you're going to have to see us eating it. But it is, let, let me tell you about it. Two giant pieces of chicken, right? Like chicken breast, fried. And those are the buns. In the middle is this white cheese with bacon. And that's it. And let me tell you, it is maybe one of the grossest things I have ever tried to eat. Now, the chicken itself was fine. But you put that nasty ass white cheese, whatever cheese it was. It smelled and it was not good. It ruined the bacon and then altogether it was just so much. It, ugh. I swear, I, we were texting each other the rest of the night being like, how's your stomach? I'm in the toilet. It did not take long for the double down to <laughs> take effect, you know, and make me double down on the toilet. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I pooped a lot right after eating the double down. You know, sometimes you go to KFC, like you get the little wraps, that's fine. You get the little uh, sliders, sure, no problem. But maybe just stay away from the double down. I would not recommend it. All right, Jank says, well, that's all I have for this week. Uh, I promise that next week we'll, I'll have another co-host and uh, hopefully it'll be a better episode. But until then, thanks for listening and squish. They try to cut my shit. We don't want you. We want you. But this is California. Yeah.